0: Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetieraTalkShow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop-de-doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guests, Randy and Suzanne Oakren to the show. Welcome you two. Hi to be with and,
1: you. And, and I know everybody knows me on uh, on Twitter and everything as uh, Randy, but
2: I actually go by RJ. But when he was at Disney, his name tag said Randy. So
0: <laughs> well, There you go. I, well, anyway, it's great to have both of you on the show. You you both have worked for the Disney company in the past, and we're featuring you both on our cast member corner segment, because originally you were both Disney cast members, which we'll get into in a quick second. But I thought you both would like to talk about how maybe first but the both of you met in the theater in the theater industry, which is amazing, and, and how you kind of evolved into working for Disney. All
1: right. Yeah, we're still doing theater, too. I'll let Suzanne tell you how we met.
0: Okay, we actually met in high
2: school. I was on stage. He was working backstage, and it took a while. Uh, we didn't get married till we were in our early 20s, but uh, we were friends for a long time and never stopped doing theater. We're still doing theater. Our son is a professional actor. Our daughter acted when she was younger, One of our, two of our grandsons have been on stage several times, so it's in the blood or something. RJ and I both had really positive ideas about working in the entertainment industry. But he is an artist and me is a dancer. And through a series of things which people could read about in our book Together in the Dream, which is about our Disney years, uh, we finally got to work for Disney, which is what both of us really wanted. And it wasn't easy. No. Can't give up. But no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it. Definitely worth it.
0: First, RJ, you started as a monorail pilot just to get your foot in the door, correct?
1: Yes. It is a lot of fun. And I, I was only on a monorail for three months when I... Uh, was hired as a management artist, but i' tell you one of the one of the funny things was we used to do also do the spiels for the on the uh, hotel line, and we had to do it in English and in spanish and i don't speak Spanish, but being an actor, <laughs> I worked really hard at getting it just right when I was speaking the spanish <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. but um, I kind of took his place on monorails, and I was there a year and a half trying to get into the entertainment and get an a dance audition to be in the character department but i loved my time on monorails and i talk about it a lot in our book and that was like our second home for a while (laughs)
1: yeah we loved having people in the cabin and for all the years we were we were there and whenever we were just going out as guests we like being in the cab, you know, we'd always go.
2: And so did our kids.
0: And then you moved up to becoming a manager, a talent manager for the company. Yes.
2: Well, I worked in entertainment management, not, not as much with the talent, although I did interact with them for various things. I worked in special events. Um, I did things like a wine tasting with the Smothers Brothers, that was was great fun. (laughs) Love those guys, they were terrific. Um, And different things for conventions, huge conventions, we're talking things that went on for a week and we had shows in the evening for their dinners and it was a lot of preparation, a lot of organization, a lot of very detail-oriented things. In convention venues all over the property, I actually had an expense account to travel on property, because I did so much driving around to all the different hotels all day long. But it was a lot of fun. Um, great memories. We just had a reunion down there um, of entertainment people, and I got to see some people I'd worked with and hadn't seen in like 30 years. So that was really cool. That's and by the way, Zoo Crew people were there then too. They didn't come them fur characters and They were called Zoo Crew. And we all talked about What a wonderful experience that was to be part of the early decades of Disney because it's so different now.
0: And I wanted to get back, RJ, to another main point that you did with the company was a lot of painting with the skin whether it be animals or you know auto animatronic figures of human beings or also murals with the haunted mansion the skin painting from what I read and what I was researching um, it's very very different with the human being characters as opposed to the animal characters can you can you go into further detail as to why that is
1: yes the 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 skins back then were made uh, from reconfigured hot melt vinyl glue, all right? So we had to uh, uh, cut out uh, portions where the eyes were in any figure. We had to uh, uh, melt the, um, if the figure talked uh, or its mouth opened and closed, we had to melt the, uh, from the back of the skin, we had to melt that into the, the spring mechanism for the moving mouth. We were the only ones allowed to do that. And the animal skins were thicker. Um, and, uh, and they had a texture to them. So you could make mistakes and, and nobody'd see it was <laughs> you're trying to melt the skin together and, and, and wrap it around a figure and everything. Um, so that was a bit easier, but the human skins, uh, were thin almost like your own skin. They're, and, and um, uh, and when you tried to, uh, work on something or even like cutting out around the eyes or something if you made a mistake um, it, the skin would bubble and you couldn't fix it you could not fix it no matter how hard you tried to make it look normal again so you had to start over so i spent probably um, oh i know it was many months at least six months or more uh, working on old skins before they felt i was good enough to do one onto a figure that was in a show and that was the same way with painting. Uh, we had to paint with the human skins with a small artist brush, uh, like an oil brush. And you had to paint very quickly because the acetone-based paste based paint dried so fast, if you stopped, your brush stuck to it, the skins. And then when you try to take it off of there, it actually would pull the, the uh, bristles out of the brush. Then you had to clean the whole face off and start over. So, yeah, it was... Uh, It was quite a process that you had to go through to do those. Amazing to work. It was amazing to go inside the attractions. I thought it was always neat because I could go everywhere in an attraction that the general public and even a lot of employees were not allowed to go. And I, would, and I would get in there, and i go, look where I am. This is so cool. Uh, and you're right. You mean they- like
2: standing up on the spar mast of <laughs> the Pirates of the Caribbean ship?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lee and I decided to get up, and we were working on the, on the figures on the ship in the Pirates of the Caribbean. And I turned around, and, and Lee was gone. And I, I went, where, where did he go? And I looked up, and he's up in the rigging. So I said, well, what the heck? So I went up in the rigging, too. Now, can you imagine? This is the one that the captain is on. And he's, wow. he's yelling. And can you imagine here's two guys in regular our regular street clothes, you know, what we wore to work. and We're, we're swinging around on stuff. <laughs>
0: And then again, uh, Suzanne, you were mentioning you guys have a book. It's called Together in the Dream, The Unique Careers of a Husband and Wife in the Early Decades of Walt Disney World. So it's by both of you. And this is at Theme Park Press. Yes, Yes. it is. It's
1: also on Amazon.
0: we're very pleased with how
2: it's been received. Great reviews and lots of people reading it. And actually the publisher has asked us to write a sequel, which is going to be called Remembering the Magic. And it's going to be more of our stories, but also stories from other cast members we've worked with that have approached us and said, "Oh, hey, you told this story. I got another one." You know, so we're going to include some of those in the new book, which will be kind of fun.
0: And I thought we might end our interview with a story about how you both met Walt Disney. Well, we
1: we were at we. I was between tours in Vietnam. And it was 1965 at Christmas, and Suzanne had come out. We had just been married just a few months, and she came out uh, to San Diego to be with me before I went back uh, to Vietnam. And so I took her. It was her first time to go to Disneyland, and so we Christmas Day. Yeah, we basically didn't have much money. I think we bought a hot dog and a and a a hot chocolate. Hot chocolate was all we could afford um, (laughs) for our Christmas dinner, but um, we. (laughs) turned around and peered as well. Well we were on Main
2: it? Street and there yeah. was this crowd of people and somebody said Walt's over there and I thought well I've heard stories that Walt comes out to the park but it's Christmas day you know shouldn't he be home with his family and we walked over and sure enough there he was shaking hands with everybody and engaging everyone and it was like we couldn't believe what we were seeing one of those moments in your life and as we were leaving that day after we had had that experience We stopped in Town Square and read the plaque that's at the foot of the flagpole there about this is the happiest place on earth. And we both decided this is it. We want to work for Disney. We've now seen Walt. We know he's as magic as what we thought he was. And this is where we want to be.
0: Well, let's end our interview by answering a couple of disney theme questions. I like to call them the Fab Three. So we'll start with the Donald one, which is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theaters?
2: Well, the first one I ever saw was Cinderella, and I never forgot it because I was five years old. And I went with my two cousins, and the next day they both had measles, and I got it from them. So I have the great memory of Cinderella, which I still adore. Just saw the live action one and adored that as well. But that's my, I guess, fondest and most
1: yeah, I'd have to unforgettable say, memory. Yeah, surprisingly, that was one of my earliest uh, to see uh, you know when I was really young, and it had a great impact on me. And then, uh, but my favorite is Peter Pan.
0: And our goofy question: What Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person?
2: Oh, that's good. Well, since it was my favorite to perform in, I would have to say Sleepy the Dwarf because every time I watch the Seven Dwarfs movie, I always think he's the coolest one of all because he just doesn't care. He's tired. He goes to sleep. You know, and I do that too.
0: Yes. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> mine would be Donald Duck.
0: And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind?
2: Mine would be Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins. It (laughs) always makes me cry. I think it's one of the most beautiful Sherman songs ever written, Uh, although they did a lot. But that one always touches me.
1: When you wish upon a star.
0: Cannot thank you both enough for your time and for coming on the show. It was wonderful to speak with you, and uh, we'll have to have you again on the show for your second book, to promote your second book. <laughs> well, we that. would love that, um, and we thank you so much. We really appreciate it, and it was fun.
1: Yeah, they can go on, my, on our website. Actually, I changed the website for both of us and uh, see other books we've got coming out. Um, I have another one that's on, uh, that's... Uh, called The Design of Fear, and it's about the haunted mansion, but also a lot of other haunted houses I designed after. It's rjogren.com, rjogre